again, this is a change in our society that I find regrettable. And I know the school district is uh, handling this uh, in the best way it can, but it's a challenge for this school district and every other school district. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. in Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday mornings. Wauwatosa West beat Tosa East handily in boys' high school basketball last night, which for me as an alumnus of Wauwatosa East is an unfortunate headline in and of itself. That's not the reason we're talking about it this morning. Far more unfortunate than that, the second half played largely without fans, just parents and family members of the athletes following a fight at halftime that cleared the gym at Tosa West. I'm playing some of the sound from you. That's from the fight in the hallway outside the gym. This video was sent to me by multiple fellow alumni who are frustrated and heartbroken over this. There are some rumors floating around, and I want to clear a couple of those up right away. Some of these were communicated directly to me, both last night and early this morning, that there were shots fired at this incident. Both Wauwatosa Police and the Wauwatosa School District, in communications that I've obtained from uh, or two Tosa parents, say there were absolutely no shots fired. Uh, nor do they have any evidence that there was a gun involved. Tosa police acknowledging they received those reports. They are investigating, but they did not recover any firearms at the scene. And again, they insist there were no shots fired. Four students were arrested. Disorderly conduct charges are pending. I want to get right now to the mayor of Wauwatosa, Dennis McBride, who, like me, is a Wauwatosa High School alumnus. Mr. Mayor, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Usually when we do that, we're, uh, we're having more fun confirmed absolutely well I, I thank you for this because i just want to know your initial reaction then we'll get into some of the things that this means for your community and for the wauwatosa school district but just as an alumnus do you feel like i do you see this and you look at that and think of the great memories that you and i had of the east west game and this competition between you know these great schools and how much that meant to us as students and to see that ruined in a situation like this it hurts my heart Yes, I was uh, I was on the basketball team, I was on the track team, and the cross country team, and uh, and of course I uh, attended all the football games and everything too. And so our great rivalry uh, was with our crosstown uh, friends at Wauwatosa West. So it's very difficult to to see fights break out. However, it's important to put all this in context. Uh, I. I was thinking back to my days, and uh, I remember, uh, unfortunately, I don't usually tell people this, but I got into a fight while playing for Tosa East in a basketball game at West Dallas Central. Uh, appropriately, the other player and I got thrown out. He was uh, he hit me in the face with an elbow and cut my face, and I overreacted. Um, fights happen in high school. They've happened in high school since uh, high schools were invented. Uh, what is different today, unfortunately, is uh, we have a society that is awash in guns. And uh, the school district uh, saw that a fight broke out, saw that, uh, or heard that uh, there uh, may have been a gun involved, and I think acted appropriately in making sure that nobody was hurt. So uh, what's different today from when you and I went to high school is that our society has changed and guns are readily available, even if they weren't available last night. And the school district, in an appropriate access to caution, I think, had to react the way it did. 
Talking with the mayor of Wauwatosa, Dennis McBride, also a Tosi East alumnus, as am I. Uh, Mr. Mayor, also looking at this from a Tosa perspective, I think Wauwatosa schools uh, get a lot of attention in the media when things like these happen. Do you feel like that attention is unfair? There are fights at other schools, and in fairness, we did. There was something at West Bend in a parking lot. A couple of kids ended up in the in the hospital with that one. We did put that on the news, but do you feel like we talk about it more in Wauwatosa when it happens? And if so, why is that? Well, I don't. Uh, I I can't fully. Uh, say, but I do think Wauwatosa gets a, a, a lot of attention for a lot of things. Uh, some years ago when I started as mayor, we had a year of protests. We got an awful lot of attention for that. And the news had to cover that. Um, we are in the middle of the metropolitan area. We are, uh, that's my favorite bit of Wauwatosa trivia is that we're the 14th largest city in the state at night and during the day we're the fourth largest city in the state with over 105,000 people here every day uh that's after milwaukee madison and green bay we are a very very busy and noticeable uh, city we've got the state's largest medical center the state's largest shopping mall Briggs and stratton harley davidson multiple colleges and universities uh, a lot of people crisscross in wauwatosa uh, it's just a very noticeable community, and when something happens in Wauwatosa, uh, whether good or bad, people pay attention to that. I don't think we have more discipline problems than any other school district. Um, I think we just uh, uh, we're just a, a community that people observe because we're there. We're a, we're a very large, busy community. Hey, Mr. Mayor, it's Eric. So in this case, four students arrested. It'll move on from here. They finished the game with, what, just the parents inside able to watch the, the second half of the basketball game. Where does this go from here? Is in, in your mind, is this story then move on where they just try to figure out how to punish these four, or what happens next do you foresee? I don't run the school district. The, the superintendent is very confident. The school board sets disciplinary policies for the school district. If people uh, were out of line, and they broke a law, of course they should be punished for that. Uh, again, there were fights when I was a kid. Uh, it's a different society now than it was then. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, we're, we're in a different world than we were then, but uh, uh, it's up to the school district to decide. I do know that things have been tightened up, that uh, we have fewer discipline problems than we had in the past, but uh, again, we're, uh, we're no different than any other part of society, and uh, people uh, sometimes overreact. And the other thing that, well, let me tell you what I find really regrettable about this, other than the fact that the school district had to appropriately react the way it did. I never used to see girls fighting. I don't know what's happened in society. Uh, I guess it proves the equality of the sexes, um, but in a, in a negative way. Uh, it used to be the boys fighting, and I, I just find it regrettable. And what I also find regrettable is incidents, not just in Wauwatosa, but around uh, the metropolitan area and across the country where parents get involved. I don't know if that happened last night, but with cell phones, people uh, call each other, and, and then people show up, and then they add to the fight. Again, this is a change in our society that I find regrettable, and I know the school district is uh, handling this uh, in the best way it can, but it's a challenge for this school district and every other school district.
talking with the mayor of Sorry, Mr. Mayor. Uh, talking with Dennis McBride, he's the mayor of Wauwatosa and Atosa East alumnus. I'll tell you something else that I find personally regrettable about this, Mr. Mayor, and I know you'll agree, that any time we talk about discipline issues in the Wauwatosa schools, any time there's a video and it involves African-American students, the comments that I see, many of them are deplorable. People want to inject race into situations where maybe it ought not be a part of that conversation. You are more than any other alumnus I know, right, with exception of my dad, who's not an alum, but taught there for many years, a champion of the integration of Wauwatosa schools. You found that as a student and an athlete to be beneficial to you, as did I. Do things like this in your eyes hurt that argument for integration of schools? Not for you personally, but when you see the comments and you hear what people say about what it means, um, does, does that impact the future of Wauwatosa being an integrated school district moving forward? I didn't, I haven't seen comments. I haven't looked for comments. I only knew about the incident uh, because a former alder person uh, sent me the, uh, the email from the district. I was in, I was chairing the uh, Wauwatosa Common Council meeting last night. So unfortunately I was unable, unable to attend the East-West game. Um, I spent my, my whole legal career uh, advocating for equality. I I worked at the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, litigating cases on behalf of people who are discriminated against uh, based on race and other uh, categories. Um, no, this doesn't mean going backward. This means going forward. Uh, this is, again, part of our society. Uh, if, if African Americans were involved, that's one thing. If, they, if whites were involved, that's another thing. They're all people. We expect uh, the same behavior out of all people. I don't care whether somebody's black or white or anything else. If uh, if they're breaking the law, they get uh, punished appropriately. If not, um, that's fine. We are going to have a society in the future that is increasingly integrated, as it has been over the last uh, uh, 50 years. We have to learn to get along, and, and people have to stop being racist in their comments. This isn't about race. This is about behavior. If girls were fighting, they should stop fighting and they should be uh, disciplined appropriately. I don't care what their race is, but I do welcome, as you do, Vince, uh, uh, what we've seen in the Wauwatosa schools and other schools, which is finally, finally, we have a society where everyone is welcomed in our schools and in our communities. And uh, in Wauwatosa, we will continue to welcome people of all kinds and all races and genders and everything else. Again, we're the fourth busiest city in the state during the day at our shopping mall and our, and our medical center and everything else at our colleges and universities. That's the way it's got to be. We, you know, we can't pretend that we can put everybody in a little category and say you're good or you're bad. We're all humans and we're all part of this society and we have to find a way to get along. And people need to stop the racism, period. Dennis McBride is the mayor of Wauwatosa. Mr. Mayor, always good to talk to you. We'll do it again in, under uh, better circumstances next time. Thank you. Thanks, Vince. Take care. It's 824 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-seven on Wisconsin's Morning News. A tragedy for a Philadelphia TV station. Their news chopper crashed late last night. The pilot and photographer who were on board were killed. And let me just play this for you first, Eric, before we get into some of it. I can't imagine what this must have been like for the reporter whom you're going to hear from. Her name is Catherine Scott, and she works at the ABC station in Philadelphia 
where her colleagues were killed. She's reporting on scene at the crash. Two members of our news team went down in a 6ABC helicopter last night. They did not survive. New Jersey State Police troopers were able to locate the crash site on the ground. They were last airborne over Wharton State Forest when the crash occurred after 8 p.m. We do not know the cause. The FAA has been notified and will be investigating. I guess I misspoke there. I said I can't imagine. I can imagine. I can imagine having worked in a newsroom and worked closely with number of pilots over the years at Chopper 4 and so many photographers who would fly in the chopper along with me. I guess I can imagine what it would be like to be called out to that situation. I don't know how she held it together. I can't believe they sent her out there. There's no reason for her to be out there for that. That's interesting. You I can just do report that. the news. Yeah, or you don't, can, put, don't put her on. Right. Go out there and investigate it. Right. Given but the situation. Difficult situation oh, for her to be in. And there's, there's no indication that weather played a role necessarily. The thing that occurs to me... And again, this is, you know, flying at night is hard. And if you're over this wooded area, as she said, this state forest, you, you, you lose your landmarks. When we would fly at night, there were lights always. You know, we were largely in the suburban area. Maybe we'd get out to lake country, but you could always see mm-hmm. forever and forever in front of you what was happening. And if you're in this really deeply wooded area where maybe there aren't any light cues to, to find, perhaps did the pilot accidentally fly too low in this forested area? It's got to know what, what his... Uh, what do you call it? What his altitude was. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know why that would be. Certainly could have been a mechanical issue as well. So you've been in the chopper a lot. I mean, you how many hours? Like one of my favorite things to do. Right. So any close calls when you were up there? Uh, I one or two. Um, the, the the important thing is, you know, weather's usually your your primary culprit, sure. right? Yep. And I never had any uh, concerns about the safety of the aircraft. The number of pilots that we worked with over the years, I trusted entirely, and they were great. And so they were in charge of making sure regular maintenance was done. So I never had any issues mechanically with the aircraft or whatever. And I like to fly, so that wasn't an issue. Anytime there was bad weather, even a chance of it, sometimes for my taste, the pilots were a little too cautious. Oh, come on, man, we got to get up for this. We got to. Yeah. I don't like this. And we're not flying if, you know, like the, the saying that many pilots use is, rather be on the ground wishing we were flying than flying and wishing we were on the ground. <laughs> Great point. Okay, it's a good rule of thumb. But to your question... Maybe once we, one time I, that stands out, we got caught in a snow pocket. So it was, you know, just a few snow showers in the area, nothing that would prevent you from flying, but we were on our way back to Timmerman and it was like a whiteout. And you know what that's like if you're driving in your car. Well, same thing, except we're in the air. Yeah. And what are you going to do? I guess you could sit there. So we didn't hover. We just kind of kept on our path, um, knowing that we were in touch with Timmerman Field. We were aware of any air traffic in the area and it wasn't particularly busy. So, but that was the only time where I felt like, ooh, I would really like to be on the ground soon. How are we looking? And we, and we popped out of that pretty quickly, but just a, a tragic situation. I feel for those folks uh, there at the TV station, obviously for the families and friends of, of that pilot and the photographer. But that happens. You know, Debbie was pointing out WISN 12 lost a chopper. Uh, I believe just the pilot was on board that. That was bad weather. They were on their way back from something. Had dropped the reporter off already at the airport and then was on its way back and got tangled up in some wires and foggy oh, conditions. Man. And Waukee County Sheriff's Office, they used to have a helicopter. Yep. And they lost a crew. Uh, same kind of situations. Bad weather, the low ceiling, and they had to fly underneath it. And a number of people were killed in that. So happens from time to time. I'm grateful for every moment I spent in the air at, at Chopper 4 and feel terrible for these folks here uh, in Philadelphia. 831 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs>
Coming up on 20 minutes before 9 o'clock on this Wednesday morning, Wisconsin's morning news, we saw Archbishop Jerome Lestecki. He was in studio recording some things with us. Yeah. So we'll hear more about Christmas and the upcoming weekend from him on Friday. However, he did drop a little news nugget, I think, right? You and I both looked at each other when he said it. We're like, hmm? So Is it's, it's new? news, but maybe not news. Uh, it's news, but it shouldn't be. Right. Can we put it that yeah. way? So Jerome Lestecki is going to resign next year. The archbishop will officially submit his resignation. But here's why it's not really a big story is because this is what you do when you turn 75. It's canon law. So anyway, when he turns 75 in March, he will send a letter to the pope telling him that it's time to resign. And he explained that. What happens is the pope in canon law, in terms of the governance, accepts the, the resignation. He does so for all of them. We submit our resignation. The Pope accepts it and then sends back usually the three Latin words, nunc et tunc, which means now until then. So you, you stay in place until I replace you. And so it could be three months, could be six months, could be a year, could be two years. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah, so he'll send in the note in March, and who knows? He could be still the Archbishop a year from now. It could last longer. It could last shorter. Nunc et tunc. what he said? The, the Latin you're, for that? You're the like... Latin guy. I call you dead. <laughs> right. Sadly, my dad would say I am not the Latin guy. <laughs> Didn't take his class. My dad taught Latin at, at Tosis for many years. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that phraseology, though. Like That's a, that's the equivalent of, got your message. Okay, yeah. I'll let you know. A couple others, by the way, on the short list that are going to show up here, uh, maybe a little bit more than a year from now. Cardinal Dolan's only uh, about almost a year younger than Lestecki. So around this time, going into 2025, he will also be sending in his Letter of resignation. Now Cardinal of New York, formerly yeah. the Archbishop of mm -hmm. Milwaukee, right. uh, Archbishop Listecki's predecessor. So, so yeah, that snuck up on us, didn't it? Yeah. So he's, I, because we asked, okay, 14th Christmas now, celebrating as the Archdiocese. And okay, how many more are there going to be? And he said, well, actually, I'm I don't know. <laughs> sending in my notes, so <laughs> we'll find out. And we'll hear the Archbishop's uh, Christmas blessings. We'll run that for you on Friday, just before we break for the holiday. 842 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty-six on Wisconsin's morning news, taking up till nine o'clock. Then we'll have WTMJ now with Steve Scafidi. Want to talk about a huge charitable endeavor going on right now at Hawes in Waukesha, Humane Animal Welfare Society. They do so much good work adopting out pets, rescuing animals in our area, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they are getting a complete paint makeover over the course of two days, and they're getting it for free. Thanks to the folks at Two Day Painting. Garrett Martell is the owner of Two Day Painting, and he's in studio with us today. Great to see you, Garrett. Thanks for having me. They could spare you today for the work? or <laughs> They could. They could. We're ahead of schedule, so they let me go. So tell us about the project. You've got an army of volunteers, like dozens of people over there, completely repainting the, the facility there at Hawes. Yeah, we have uh, over 40 painters there and uh, some other volunteers. We're repainting most of their interior other building they have a lot of um you know interesting outdated colors and we are making it really warm and friendly and welcoming and when you say outdated colors what do you mean there's like more of like the a toothpaste hospital really... green <laughs> yeah they, the dogs and hospital. cats were complaining <laughs> so <laughs> more like a, a greenish black okay got it and so you've had to shut down a lot of the work that you're normally doing this year to have your painters out involved in that that's quite an investment yeah, yeah. We really try to do our best for the community and to help out as we can. Why is it Hawes for you? Is it Who's the animal person? You? 
I am. I am. Uh, a lot of people in our company really care about animals. We really like the Humane Society and what they're doing in general. They're no-kill shelter, and they run a really good operation, so we want to do our best to give back and help out a little bit. There should be an expectation that every painter that goes in there, you know, for every two painters, one dog or cat should leave with them after you guys are done. <laughs> right? We actually think several animals are being adopted from <laughs> yes. our crew, Excellent. so right. I think we have three so far. Well uh, done. We'll see how the event turns out. We're talking with Garrett Martell. He's the owner of Two Day Painting. They're repainting the entire Haas facility there in Waukesha. And and there's a, an ongoing um partnership between you and Hawes, you encourage the adoption of animals and you make it worthwhile for folks who are your customers. We do. We do. Uh, we're also doing something uh, special right now. We're actually giving away a free bedroom or bathroom painting to anyone who adopts an animal from Hawes between now and the end of January. Wow. There you go. And then on top of that, like talk about a company that's plugged into the community. On top of that, you also offer from time to time freebies for folks who you think deserve it. We do, we do. We're painting over 100 free bedrooms or bathrooms uh, this year for people that, you know, may have some medical or financial needs or they have a profession that gives back to the community, you know, such as, you know, teachers or social workers or veterans or, um, you know, several different professions. But we really, one of our core values as a company is giving back. The community has given you know us so much as a company and we want to do our best to help out and leave a positive impact when is the uh, the busiest season for painting is there a time that it's crazier than others or not really yeah we're we're busiest when the weather's actually warm outside uh so we're busy probably between march through october every year and a little bit around the holidays getting some freshen up so now is actually the perfect time if you're considering getting a painting project done no, so I know one of your colleagues over there, Eric, you said uh, he's got a pet allergy, so he's not helping out today? No, he gets to stay at the office today. Not he, a good job for Eric over there today. Uh, that's awesome. So if folks are interested in recommending someone, maybe for one of these rooms that, that you'll paint, how do they get in touch with you? They can just, uh, actually, they can just email us or leave um, drop their information on our website, and we'll be in touch with them pretty shortly and talk about what they have in mind. What's hey. the website? twodaypainting.com. See, hence the name, Two Day Painting. I got it. Outstanding. So you think you'll finish up the project today and a little bit of extra, huh, over there at Haas? Yeah, we even added on some extra rooms that we didn't think we were able to get to. We're even uh, doing a lot of carpentry projects over there, too. We are building uh, dozens of cat shelters, um, you know, uh, for people that have outside cats. They can come and pick one up uh, free of cost from the Humane Society. And... They can have their cat have a nice home for the winter months. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, the most important question is, what is the name that you're going to give the dog that you're going to adopt later today? <laughs> I've been eyeing up a few. Uh, <laughs> you have. Huh? My uh, my girlfriend and I, we like to foster animals. We're nice. hoping to nice. foster as many as we can over the next year and help out a few. Nice. It's Garrett Martell from Two Day Painting. You find him at twodaypainting.com if you want to inquire about any of these charitable efforts over there. Really appreciate what you're doing around the holidays, Eric. Thanks. Sorry, Garrett. And tell Eric hello from us. Thank you. We will. <laughs> He's back there holding down the office. If you call there, that's who you talk to. 851 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Gonna be a merry, merry Christmas. I said, uh, our Christmas is coming out. <laughs> Get him now. Song's nope, still going. Good. No, keep going. <laughs> <There>. <laughs> we'll just listen. 
It's not. Mostly sunny and mild. High of 42 degrees today. And your Storm Team forecast sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Look at these temperatures. Thursday's high 44. Love it! High of 45 on Friday. Saturday's high 49. And Why Christmas not? Eve, 52. How's sure. that? Sure. Absolutely. It's graffiti here. Just going on a rampage. <laughs> Yesterday. I, I shared with Eric this nasty letter I got from him. Oh, Did yeah. you read that thing? He was not happy with Ooh, you. Oh, listener, not happy with me. How dare I blow up you know, snow in Wisconsin? That's why we live here, apparently. It's not why I live here, but apparently that's a big deal <laughs> for some entitled, people. I suppose, to that opinion. Yeah. But here's the deal. January and February, we'll probably have plenty of snow. So why not enjoy a December where we can all get around comfortably and not have, we have a lot of people driving? Move some stone or whatever you're doing. Move some stone, the hauling yeah. the stone. Feel a little, I'm feeling <laughs> a little achy today, two days later after moving all that yeah, stone. Yeah, you are. I did it. Stone. But you know what? I did it myself. No help. But come on. December can be snowless. I think that's a defendable position. President Biden is due in town uh, during your show here. Uh, Air Force One scheduled to touch uh-huh, down about uh-huh. mid-morning here. So... Uh, Number of things to think about with that. Obviously, there's the politics of the visit and the impact of who he's going. Where is he going to um, African American Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. in yep. Milwaukee? It's near what 29th and Valite, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. say. So, so it might be uh, clearly will be some travel impacts as well if you're out yeah. about um, late morning into the early afternoon. My concern is my commute home right after the show. I do not want him his motorcade interfering right. with my commute home. Uh, mm-hmm. might, well, Time we'll it might be just right for that. <laughs> I've actually. got a piano right. lesson at two that I need to yeah, make. We'll I've see. got things to do before that. Sounds like he'll be on his way back to Washington by three-ish this okay. afternoon. Doing all the important things that presidents do. One of my favorite. So he was just here. He was here in August at Inga Team. In is he here too much, Valley. do you think? Oh, no. I, this is about right <laughs> when it's a battleground state, right? Right. So anyway, I went and covered that. And I remember uh, Milwaukee County Executive uh, Crowley, David Crowley, was there. And they, he's one of the ones that gets to stand there by Air Force One and see him come down and shake hands or whatever. So I asked him about that. The welcoming. Right, so what do you say when you know the president's coming down from Air Force One? What's the first thing you say to the guy? Oh, well, the first thing you say is, hello, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> That's an obvious one, yeah. I would have said welcome to Milwaukee. But right, yeah. No? Something to that effect, I'm yeah. sure. Right.